time for the Soft Shoulder Podcast. I am your host, Danette Relic of Radical Creative Sanctuary, inviting spaciousness for your mind and your heart. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. The Soft Shoulder is your time, your time to slow down and fuel up on self-love support so you can make the most of your gorgeous life. Join me here. Everyone needs a soft shoulder. Hello there, sweet listener. I don't know about you, but I uh, frequently get Zoom fatigue, screen fatigue, um, definitely since the upswell of us uh, Zoom just kind of and any kind of video conferencing, just being part of our lives, at least a part of my life in a way that it was never before. (laughs) Um, And uh, there's something about the way, I don't know, I was, it's funny because it kind of came in with this big increase of that kind of time spent while I was going through a year of therapy with a neurooptometrist working on it was like physio for the eyeballs but it was connected to the brain injury it was a, one of the, my favorite things that I did that had a huge impact on the amount of healing I have done from my concussion that I uh that I received <laughs> back in 2018 now. Um, but I learned a lot about the eyes and focus and our, our nervous system and the brain. It was interesting. So anyways, I understand why I get Zoom fatigue, right? Um, more than I would if I was watching reruns of Grey's Anatomy. It's like a very different feeling. I can like really soften my gaze I have seen Grey's Anatomy several times, so I'm also can kind of fade in and out and let my eyes take care of themselves. But when I'm on a Zoom call with someone, a client, most importantly, um, you know, there's a kind of presence that I want to show up with and I want to like show them through the camera that I am here listening and I want to see them and see their face. And so it requires me to focus a little bit more on the screen in a way that I wouldn't I mean, as dreamy as the cast of Grey's Anatomy is, and I don't just mean Dr. McDreamy, I mean the whole cast, but like, <laughs> anyways, why, why am I talking about any of this? <laughs> I'm talking about this because um, I was, we, were, we were in a little go-kart there, dear listener, just going way off topic. The point was Zoom fatigue, but every once in a while, I will get an offer for a spontaneous kind of Zoom thing that's happening. And I'll check in with my body and be like, you know what? The good is outweighing the bad in this scenario. And I'm going to pop on, even though most times I'd rather be in a park with you. No, just kidding. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) I don't really know who's listening. Um, So Yaro Magdalena, who does amazing work. And what I love about Yaro's work is uh, they change They give themselves permission to change what they're doing, what they're offering, how they're offering it. And just constantly, it feels, it's not so much what, in my opinion, it's not so much a redesign, but it's like a peony that's just constantly unfolding. Yarrow's work is always Yarrow, (laughs) even if it's changing topics from like art and business and website building and, you know, creative support and printmaking and all kinds of interesting things that Yarrow follows 
um, follows their heart to explore. So anyways, um, I recommend being on Yarrow's newsletter list, um, yarrowmagdalena.com. I'll add it in the show notes. But that's how I got it, this spontaneous invite for this creative session, right? It's like, it's like, um, it's a little like coloring club in a way, but like with more, uh, uh, you could just bring anything. It was like, we're just going to be here. We're just going to like do our creative thing in the company of other kindred creatives, which sometimes that is what, I don't know about you, it's what keeps me in the chair, right? It's like, it's very easy for me to get up and do stuff, especially at home. Um, And it's this really nice container. I love containers, the container of time, the container with these individuals, seeing what other people are creating. It's so lovely, right? Um, And so I knew I just needed that kind of company this particular week. I forget even when it was. And I was like, what am I going to create though? Like I got to bring something to create. And then I started applying pressure to myself. Like (laughs) what cool creative thing? Because it's going to be potentially witnessed by others. What cool thing am I doing? And I uh, was pulling at all these threads. And then I realized, you know what? What I actually need right now, what my creative being needs most right now is a clearing. I need space. I don't even know what I want to create, but I just need to clear the desk. And then I was like, well, that that's a creative thing. Making space is making something. I am a maker. <laughs> I am a maker of space. And so I showed up with that. And of course, what was so what I what I loved was when I shared that, we all kind of like you know, we're invited if we felt like it to share what we were going to do for that time. And I shared that I wanted to create space that I was going to clear my desk. Finally, it had had piles on it for a little while. It was, you know, moss and (laughs) fairies were, (laughs) there was a whole world going on on my desk. So it's like, I can't focus on anything. I want to clear this. And, uh, and Yarrow says, you know, it's so, it was like funny how many people have done that before. I was not the first person to want to clear my desk with other people on a Zoom call. And uh, which, you know, of course, was affirming and lovely. And I was um, in wonderful company as usual. Um, And so it made me think a lot about space as creation, which I came in with, but I've been thinking about it more and more as I not just do it for my desk, but also for other spaces in my home, Um, you know, making space in a closet, making space in a kitchen drawer, making space on the counter, making space on the calendar, making space in your thoughts, in your mind, in your heart, right? What happens when we clear space? Um, I've mentioned before on the podcast that one of my, um, one of my favorite genres in the last pile of years has a book has been books about decluttering and organization, anything associated with that. And one of my favorites within that genre is Clutter Busting by Brooks Palmer. And I I recommend it, but I also recommend maybe, <laughs> I think that one of them's only available as a, like a, uh, like an ebook and maybe audio. Um, I'm not sure where you can find it, but listen, I think you can listen to a clip of his audiobook um, just to get a sense of it because it's not your usual, it's not your usual kind of book. It just, um, for some people, it will be like, oh, this is it. And other people will be like, no, tell me what order to <laughs> sort my clothes into. <laughs> give me a blueprint. He's not going to give you a blueprint. This, uh, Brooks Palmer is, to me, is like so much more poetic 
and just gets to the heart of it. Like at the core, 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 I'd say his message is like, your things are not sacred. You are sacred. And he holds that space in his writing. And he, um, it's like, he's, he's really holding your sacredness in your face. <laughs> Lovingly, but firmly. One of the things that he says in his book is that clutter is uh, clutter is a, a barrier or anything that is a barrier to good, powerful, and necessary change. And I wrote that down on a post-it. I've got it sitting here next to my pencil crayons and paintbrushes. Barriers to good, powerful, and necessary change. When you think of it, you know, me coming to Yarrow's like creative drop-in session wanting to create space on my desk. I was removing the barriers, which meant I was making space for good, powerful, and necessary change. What will I create on this big, empty desk when everything is clear and out of my way and my mind is not distracted by all the piles of unmade decisions? What ideas want to come through me? What ideas want to spark and pour out of me? What drawings, what writing, what, you know, Play-Doh sculptures, what brainstorming session wants to come out that can't come out when there's space because all of the clutter is the barrier to that good and powerful and necessary change. So if you ever say like, oh, I just tidied my desk and you want to like belittle this task, I know this is something that a lot of us creatives come back to or anyone with a desk, um, any kind of work that you're doing there. It might be your kitchen counter, might be your space of work, right? So it's like, let's move move this, <laughs> clear this space. If there's like a pile of stuff on your kitchen counter, you know, it's like, and you want to bake a pie or make some cookies or a turkey dinner or whatever. It's like, you can't really do that at the same time. You need to make space for the good, powerful and necessary cupcakes <laughs> that really want to come into the world through you, right? Have you ever like walked into someone else's studio? Or I think this is why we love, you know, staging in real estate magazines, pictures of like on Pinterest of kitchens and studios, and when they're like, they might, studio pictures, I love looking at messy, interesting, like used studios, but also when there's, there can be all kinds of creations happening, but when there's a, a clear surface, like a clear workstation, a clear kitchen island, it's set up, it's like, it's an invitation for you to make something, see something, explore something. And when it's cluttered up, it's a barrier to those things. What I know from working with the people I've worked with over the years in coaching is, oh my God, you guys are so beautiful. Human beings are amazing. I get so inspired getting to, for the privileged front row seat to my clients' creativity, their process, how their mind works, what their particular barriers are, the way that their blocks and uh, limited beliefs and little trick mind tricksters and all the things that we all deal with, but they're, they're different. What, what is the characterization of that? What is the like, the weird way that plays out? How can we move around that? How can we dim that? How can we raise, how can we clear space for more and more of them to come through? 
And what I get to see is just like the incredible gifts, the incredible talent, the ideas, the plans, the possibility, you know, and then, you know, obviously we work together to bring more of that out, to like remove the barriers and bring more of who this person is into the world. It's like, it's sort of like being a gardener, kind of. Yeah. 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 It is like being a gardener. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That works. That works. Right. Because it's like, I am not the peony, (laughs) but I can help the peony be the best peony it needs to be. Right. I can help. We can work together to create those conditions where this thing thrives. And then I can just step back with everybody and be like, look at this. Right. I mean, come on. (laughs) This is amazing. And so often it is just changing the conditions a little bit, you know, like there's no, you know, just shifting, get, making it easier to get the water, easier to get the sunlight, easier for you to clear off your desk, easier for you to figure out what to do with all those piles of stuff, easier for you to let go, right? How does that, it's easy to say, but what does that actually look like? You know, and I find that for everyone, it's different, which is why I really love one-on-one work, you know, because it's like we can get right down to the like granular things of like, ah, here it is. You know, we can customize this because I know, you know, I've read lots of books, taken lots of classes, and there's a real magic that happens in witnessing with a group. I love doing group work also for that reason, because it's like, oh, you can see where you're unique or special and where you are not. (laughs) And where you're like, oh, I thought I had this special pain, but it looks like eight other people in this room have my special pain. And then that brings you connected to your humanity and to other people. Um, And you can also like maybe hear how they're dealing with it or make it, you know, normalizing that pain for them too. So they're not some special, uniquely flawed person. It's like, oh no, we all go through this. So it's okay, you know. But the one-on-one work, I just, I yeah, I really just dig digging in there. So when you think of space, where can you create it? Where can you, where do you, first of all, listener, where do you need it in your life? When I say creating space, what is the place where you're like, oh, you know what I need? I need space here. Just see what comes up in you when I've asked you that question. Is it your desk? Is it your closet? Is it your calendar? Is it your thoughts? Is it all the projects you have going on? Like enough projects for 20 of you, except there's only one. Your breath, like have you been breathing while listening to this? Is there space? Oh, is there space in your lungs right now? Is there space between your ears and shoulders right now? Is it space in and around your body? Where would you most benefit from it? Sometimes it's tricky, right? Like you might need, say, in the calendar, you might be like, I really am so overscheduled. I am caretaking. I am responsible for these things. I'm accountable for these other things. Like I I can't, I, I can't see what, what's going to drop. I can't see what I can let go of. It can be difficult. I don't know about you. And it sounds perhaps silly, but clearing off something inconsequential like a junk drawer That's not going to solve all the appointments that you have, but there's some kind of magic, I find, 
when you do something like symbolically, that's just like a little bit more low stakes, just one drawer. I knew somebody who, I think I've mentioned this also, where they, there was a drawer that they had in their office and they had a lot of stuff. They had a lot of stuff that they needed to organize. They weren't, it wasn't a ton of space. And even still, one drawer, I, for, I wish I could remember what it was labeled, but it was just empty <laughs> on purpose so that they could open up the door, the drawer and see space. Like there was at least one place that was empty, that was open. And just looking at it actually helped them cope and deal with and find space in all of the other things that they needed to do. What a wild thing to do. Could you imagine that in this day and age of like, where can I fit everything and organize everything? Like, could you imagine just dedicating one drawer to emptiness? Just for the pure, I mean, it's an art piece, right? But it's like a secret art installation that every time you open it, it's like, oh my God. <laughs> Remember that? Remember like when I had a studio for a little while over the um, the like 2020, 2021 period. And when I first walked in, Nothing was there yet. It was emptied and um, I was going up there to take measurements and see, you know, how I could fit all of my stuff into that room. And the first thing I brought in was a table and I pushed it up against the window. And just that empty room with the table against the window, the memory of it makes my heart just like feel like a, a calm, enormous lake. Like my creative being felt so relaxed and treated and joyful and just so calm expansive and calm you know and I started while I stood there in that room just looking at it I I could feel it in my body and I felt calmer in my day and my calendar didn't change and my you know nothing else was changing but my exposure to that physical space and that creation that new space coming to me was like wow you know so if there's if you're feeling crowded in other areas of your life, what is the smallest thing? One cupboard, one drawer, one desktop, one counter, you know, your kitchen sink. You know, I know for a lot of people, is it the, there was someone who's like a, a cluttering, declutter or, or tidying expert, a fly lady. Is that her name? Um, and I think like one of the first steps for beginners in her, um, recommendation was like to always just keep your wipe down your kitchen sink and it seemed kind of weird and people resisted it but then other people were like no this is a game changer like going to bed every night with my kitchen sink just wiped down and taken care of immaculately that one ritual just like grounded them in this like feeling that they could do stuff in this feeling of space and all kinds of stuff that you would think you know kitchen sink <laughs> Who'd have thought that the kitchen sink could be that amazing thing in their life? But it has been for many people. Um, it wasn't for me. I tried it for a few times. <laughs> many years ago, I tried it a few times. Now I do it, actually. It's kind of circled back. But, um, but that wasn't the thing at the time. So what is it that you can do? Your front doorway, where you line your shoes up, your, your purse, your backpack, your bag, your wallet? Um, your phone, your home screen, <laughs> your desktop, is it full of folders? Could you even just put all of that into like something else just so that you have like a clear home screen so that every time you look at your phone, it's like, oh, there's nothing here until you take that extra swipe and go, okay, here's all the 
stuff I haven't organized, but, but when you pick it up, you can just see, you know, whatever your screensaver is, maybe a picture of a lake, maybe a picture of a cupcake, (laughs) maybe a picture of an empty desk, maybe a picture of someone that you love and use that as an experiment, dear listener, make space for yourself, make the tiniest little space and enjoy it. Like really go for it in a small achievable area Um, I'm loving keeping my desk clean. I'm loving the ritual of like removing things from it at night and bringing things out onto it when it's time to create that. Um, it helps me like, it's like a declaration. Like I am focusing on this right now. It's the end of the day. I'm I'm putting everything to bed. (laughs) I'm tucking my laptop in and putting a little blanket over it and like (laughs) a little stuffed toy. I don't really do that. (laughs) Although I'm very tempted right now. Um, But putting everything away and then waking things up and just looking at what it is you want to see. When you live with other people, I know. And when you live with small children, I know it's very challenging to do this. And frankly, not everybody cares. Some people are not at all bothered by having every surface in their workspace full. Um, It's, it's, that's just fine. So if that's you, obviously, like, don't bother. I'm not sure. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Let me know what you got out of it. If that's not you, if why you're still listening. But um, yeah, um, I think that so many of us though do get overwhelmed when we're visually overstimulated and coming back to the concussion, you know, when I, it was so important, like I couldn't take for granted um, the impact that clutter had, right? It was like my, my energy was so low. It was my eyeballs are almost like, I don't have time. I got to heal stuff. I don't have time to be scanning every item on a countertop to make, decide what it is to decide if I need it to just decide that I recognize it. Like it was exhausting to be in busy areas. You know, you'll often hear from, people with concussions, how overwhelming a grocery store is. There's lots of reasons, but that was like one of the most popular first answers because there are tons of products. There is lots of text. There is the bright lights also, but there's just like a lot of decisions to be made and that the grocery store could be beautifully tidy, right? So it's not just about a mess. It's just about the amount of things that our eyes are scanning, skimming, checking out, defining, you know, it's actually work for the eyes. And only when you kind of have to have to deal with it, (laughs) do you see like, oh, oh, this is actually using so much energy I took for granted before, right? So even though I always really loved those like blank counters and clear tabletops, I wasn't pushed to make the change completely and, and sustainably until I hit my head. Because then it was like, it was the difference between like a good day and a bad day. It's the difference between migraines and no migraines. It's like, I really can't afford to have all this piles of stuff on, I was going to say crap. (laughs) It's not crap. It's lovely. But it's like, there's too much of the lovely stuff, right? Um, And I could feel in my whole body the difference that it made to my eyes and well-being so that... If I am going to use these muscles of my eyes, and if I'm going to even strain in a therapeutic edge, I want it to be on a Zoom call with a client whose life is like super exciting and we're working to help it bloom. That's where I want to use it. I don't want to use it 
in the canned goods aisle at the Loblaws and I don't want to use it because I haven't put all my post-it notes away. Like that's just a waste (laughs) of the energy. Um, Anyways, it is a creative act to make space. You are making something when you make space. It's invisible, but you are creating the pathway for so many other things to be created. Don't overwhelm yourself. Do not let this be an opportunity to beat yourself up with some kind of perfectionist stick about how you should have everything tidy and rainbowized. Nope. Just start with something small, one little space. Could be out in the open, but it could also be just like a medicine cabinet, one shelf in your medicine cabinet that you keep so simple and serene. See how it feels to make that thing. See how it feels to create space. You are a creator when you are creating space. You got to breathe out. You got to breathe in. (laughs) You will fill your desk again and then you can clear it again. You know, think of it like these... Oh, what's happening? My arm is moving out to the side and it's sort of going in and out like a tide. As I'm looking at my hand, I'm thinking of like my desk and it's like, oh, like it's if there was a time lapse camera in my studio, you know, you would see this empty desk and then you would see this this wave of like colored paper and pencil crayons and coloring pages and scissors and a laptop and something else and a bowl of fruit and a cup of coffee and some like notebooks and then back it goes again everything gets cleared the tides back out again ah this is like a rhythm right you want room for the rhythm to see what comes through you i know there's so many amazing things inside of you things that are good powerful and necessary change make space for them that is a wild and wonderful creative act so if you've been needing the nudge let this be it i love to be nudged by my double capricorn friend allison for whom i am so grateful because this podcast would not exist without her allison tar at allison tar that's two r's Dot com. And Lee Rosefair, thank you for the music that we all hear as we enter the soft shoulder and exit the soft shoulder. Dear listener, thank you also to you for being here, for listening, for your reviews, for sharing. I truly appreciate it. It is wonderful to connect with you in this way, and I really value your time. So you, thank you. You are someone worth loving. It all starts with you. Take good care of yourself. Clear that desk. Clear the drawer. Give yourself some breathing room and see what happens in other areas of your life. Just see. Try it as an experiment. Take good care of yourselves. We'll talk to you soon.